아이고, 스트롱, 스트롱보이, 음, 스트롱보이, 음. 왜? 이런 소리 처음 들어봤어? 데이비사, 너는 스트롱보이야. 할머니가 본 사람 중에서 제일 스트롱보이야. 할머니. 어? 비비는 무슨 맛이에요? 빵알놈이. <웃음> 
we'll ignore this text message for things. Work. Um, so anyway, um, we also saw a film last night, right? We did. It was fun, too. I mean, it was a great film. Oh, you liked it then, all right? I did. I liked it. And so it. the film we saw last night was So the, right now we're on the mission to watch a bunch of Oscar films before are, the yeah. Oscars. Because mm-hmm. it makes the Oscars so much more fun. We, if seems, we've seen them. It seems like every year we have the mission to try to watch a lot of the Oscar but films. But this year we're going to do it. Well, we're under the crunch. We have about a week left. We've seen over half of them. Mm-hmm. But so this week we saw the um, the film Minari. Yes. About a Korean family that relocates to Arkansas. Not, a, I think they originally they were from Korea, but they spent some time in California and then they left California, and are selling in Arkansas as sort of a fresh start, hoping to um, to kind of you know rebuild their family, build their finances get kind of more independent than working in, they work in like a little, they did it in California hatchery. too. Yeah. They work in a hatchery where their job is simply just to identify the sex of chicks, mm-hmm. but separating them between male and female, and that's their job all day. In Arkansas, they buy a little trailer. They buy a bunch of land, mm-hmm. I guess for money they saved in California, and their hope is to, to turn this land into a farm. At least that's the husband's idea. To try to get things going, and if, though there is some struggle about assimilating into kind of rural Arkansas culture, it's really and as Koreans in America, it's really not the main. It's 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 one layer of the film, but it's it's more about a family and their struggles and what certain people want and need within the family. Yeah, and their it's more identities. I think like um, personal struggles. I mean, it's definitely about immigrants and, you know, um, assimilating, but it's definitely more about personal struggles and even relationship struggles. Within the family itself. Within the family itself. Yeah, they could have hit you over the head with the whole um, Korean family being in rural Arkansas, because that's what I thought the movie would be about. Like, primarily, like, that would be the heavy-handed focus of it. Uh, what does it mean Racism to be, or what to be and, and there's really very little there's of that. a little bit but not but it's yeah but it tends to skew more towards just individuals curiosity about Koreans mm-hmm. and this Korean family and never there's never that scene of hate or oh yeah you're the Korean family you're the weirdos right. you're the you're the right. foreigners that's not present in this movie and instead, it's really just a, a, a story about this family. So and and the, though they struggle in American culture, finding food that they like, even finding their place as Korean immigrants and Korean Americans, and even their place amongst other Koreans in the United States, there's, there's that bigger issue. So interestingly, I found out, after a little bit of research, the director... This is a semi-autobiographical of his life. Let me see if I'm right. Lee Isaac Chung, the director. Yeah. So he had a small period of time in his life, around six, seven years old, that he 
Keep going. Came to. <laughs> Sorry, my phone made a weird noise. <laughs> and also, came I'll say this before you interrupt you. For anybody listening, we're doing. We're, we're hanging out in a brewery. So there's going to be noise. Right now, there's Allison Chains going over <laughs> the it, the music. There, it's packed. It's a Sunday afternoon. Not only is this Sunday place Monday. pretty crowded, we're in a, we're tucked away in a nice little corner Which? underneath a, a golden tiger, tiger, a tiger. decal uh, on the wall. Check our Instagram to see pictures of that fun <laughs> critter. Um, there's dogs. Because, you know, who... There are dogs that might start barking at any moment. Because we all know breweries double as dog parks. Dog parks. Inside dog parks. Inside dog parks. Because this is urban. This is not like a grass... No. Grassy area. So anyway, I just want to say that we're, we're kind of speaking in directly into the microphones. I don't know what's bleeding in, what's not bleeding in. But we figure that's also the charm. It's just from the early stages of this podcast. It's, it's the charm of the local hangout podcast. That's the charm of it. It's just us hanging out. We'd normally be doing this anyway, hanging out talking at about some the sort of place, talking about a movie. what we've done. And that's that. So I don't interrupt. So Lee Isaac, So Chung, this is semi-autobiography. A very yeah. small portion of his childhood around the little boy that's in the movie's age, mm-hmm. six to eight years old. Yeah. And the kid's he phenomenal, by the way. He lived in Arkansas, actually. This happened to okay. him. And the grandma is pulled from his grandma. They brought his grandma to live with them in a trailer. And um, so I thought it was interesting that this was the movie, even though he's made other movies, this was the movie that he was like waiting, kind of really pulled from his own life experiences and, and traumas and even the parents... We'll talk about that later, but the parents' conflict and fighting and throwing the, you know, paper airplanes at the parents was something from his childhood oh, in I real did, life. I did like that scene when the parents were fighting, um, husband and wife, mother and father, and the kids were like in there making paper, like, please stop fighting. They're writing on the paper airplanes. Please stop fighting. Please stop fighting. And they're throwing um, the paper airplanes at them while they're fighting. Um but, and that's one thing I think about this movie. I think there's a lot of elements. I mean, obviously, one can't say, oh, yeah, I can relate to the Korean experience of movie. No. But I think this movie does a lot to play on nostalgia. And it does a lot to play on just thinking about one's struggles in childhood. Yes. Though we might not all have, again, didn't have an immigrant experience or didn't have... Um, I mean, I personally lived in trailers in per- certain parts of my yeah, life. Yeah, we both related to it in certain ways. And, like and you I, did when you saw the trailer. You're like, I lived in a, I lived in a trailer. Yeah, I know that thing. And um, I thought a lot of, um, a lot of the grandma really touched home with me. Even though clearly my grandmother's not Korean, but her personality and um, the. A lot of situations in the movie touched home with me That's as I mean, far as, like, I could relate to you it. You don't have to, though I think there's something, some strong commentary here just about the immigrant experience, and especially this idea of a story we don't hear much of, though though we see a lot of kind of, there's a lot of Korean film you can point to over the years that, that is really, um, there's some really great stuff there. I mean, even like, what, last year's best picture was Parasite. Yeah. Um, so, so there's some stuff. That was good. We can point to that's getting noticed. But I think as a film like this, um, the Korean experience and as immigrants is really great. 
But I think broader than that, and what's so appealing is this film does a good job of tapping into struggles in a family, regardless of what they are, and, and things we can all identify with. Um, and supporting someone else's dream, you know, kind of putting your own dream aside and supporting someone else's dream. I mean, that's a common experience in relationships and, you know, at, at some point in any person's relationship sometimes. Well, that's what I thought was good about it. One element, you have the father, Jacob, who wants this farm. He wants to start over in Arkansas. But it is a point of contention between him and his wife, mm-hmm. Monica. Yes. She doesn't want to live in Arkansas. She doesn't want the farm. Her concern is her son, who has a heart condition, mm-hmm. a heart murmur. Her mom. Her mother. Who who's is, not there at who's first. Who's not there with them at, at the beginning. And then just being in a better, and, and being connected with Korean Korean families. The kids have other Korean children to play with, and they have a church to go to, and a nice school, and and a home. And these are not truly, again, his son is his, he does care about his son, obviously. But these are not the main concerns of the father. No. The main concerns of the father is providing for his family. And fulfilling his dream. Fulfilling his dream of being something, not just being not just working at the chicken hatchery forever. Right. Like, to be something that his family and his children can be proud of him for. Right. And that's the farm. But, yes. But, but he's not abandoning his culture. He wants his fruits and his vegetables to be Korean. Korean vegetables. Korean vegetables. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want, because he even gets pissed, like, hey, aren't you, why aren't you doing Arkansas, American stuff? And Because the husband is kind of stubborn. And, and his stubbornness is what leads to a lot of their problems. Right. Um, the stubborn behavior, yeah. And then some of his neglectfulness of overlooking his wife's needs mm-hmm. is part of their problem. And that's why their marriage is crumbling through this whole time. Um, but but that's one of the things I thought was really good about this. Mm-hmm. It's just each person kind of finding their thing. And at the same time, the children, these children are, especially the youngest, he's more American than Korean. Well, yeah, that's the struggle. So the children are, yeah, they're the the mix between this, and they're symbolic of the mother and father, the mother who really wants to maintain more Korean lifestyle. She's most Korean out of all of them. Yeah, Yeah. she speaks the most fluent Korean. Her her cultural behaviors are most Korean. She, She cares more about the food and the spices that they can't get in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. She speaks fluent Korean, but poor English. Mm-hmm. The husband, on the other hand, speaks fluent English, but poor Korean. His Korean's not as fluent as hers. Mm-hmm. He can speak it fine, but he's not as 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 well. As, and he's the one making connections with the locals, right. where the wife is more concerned with connecting with any Koreans that are in the area. She um, wants to keep the culture intact yeah. in her children. And, the and her children, children are very American. And the children reflect that. The children struggle with their Korean heritage only because it's something that's been taught to them by the mother and then eventually the grandmother. But they, what they really want is more of the American experience because that's the world they're grown up in. Right, right. And then Definitely. that, so I think it's very just well written and well put together. It's the well struggles, the struggle that the, the family's having, the husband and wife, 
are manifest, manifested in these two children. Yes, definitely. And even they play themselves together. The dad talks to her, le- the son later, and says, like, you need to tell mom how much you love this place. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the psychological. Yeah, right. That little. Let's <laughs> use the children's manipulation. Like, tell mom how much you love it. But at yeah. the same time, the older daughter hears the arguments and understands it better. And well, she's, she's of the understanding of, hey, we might have to leave this place because mom's not happy. And she's taken on, like, a caretaker role, too, the oldest daughter, which is very, like, normal. Mm-hmm. You know, because then they can't be home. And she's like, we'll be fine. And we can't, like, um, you know, just even with the paper airplanes, like, she's saying, okay, write this. This is how we're going to take care of this problem. She kind of, like, takes on a caretaker role as an oldest daughter. It's that she does. The the, the the expectation of women in, like, the Korean culture and American culture. The mom kind of gives up a lot of her own wants and wishes and desires to care for the family. And then the daughter's falling in those footsteps. Yeah, the mom gives up the wants and wishes and desires. But honestly, the, the mom, like I was thinking, the mom's wishes, desires, goals are never defined, really. But, which, and I think part of that is because she doesn't speak up for them no, until yeah. the very end of the movie she when she confronts her husband and says, enough's enough. Like. Yeah. You, you you have made out what your priorities are, and they are different than my priorities. And I don't know if this is right. I don't know. I I don't feel that we're on the same page. Um, and that's where the whole family gets in turmoil, and it's all in jeopardy. But she saves those thoughts until the very end. She suffers in silence. She does, but the, the most of it. I think it shows the throughout the movie. It shows a really good like the the director shows or. I don't know if it's the director or the writer or whatever, but um, shows her as a more, not like a cultural stereotype of like a Korean woman, her or the grandmother. I think because they show her real, I think I, I connected with that in a way, like shows her real like feelings towards things and her like fluctuation of like, I want to support my husband. I love my husband. I love my family. But... This makes me angry, or this, I'm so lonely, or I'm so, like, it doesn't, um, a lot of times, I think, with Asian characters in general, or women, they show, like, as a more subservient role, and where she is, like, her goals aren't clearly defined, but she is not, um, she's not portrayed as subservient. No, from the very opening of the film, when the trailer has no staircase yet no porch to get in like it's raised off the ground on the bricks um he like offers to help pull her in she's like no and she like squats his hands away and says i have this you know leave me alone she's never she's always she does speak up of how Mm -hmm. she feels and it's really like apparent how she feels about things throughout from the the beginning you can tell she's not happy about being in arkansas you even get the sense that he sort of i don't want to say he lied but he did not present the true picture of what they were about to embark on Arkansas. Yeah. So the conflict in her is really well, well portrayed, but not stereotyped and being mm-hmm. subservient, which I thought was good. And in the grandma either was not like she was portrayed as like a you know a 
Korean person, but not, again, not stereotyped into how, like, women Korean people can be stereotyped in. Yeah, and I think that was one, one part that I thought was interesting, thinking about what we can all relate to as well, also in relationships and marriages. Um, early on, they have a big, a big fight, mm-hmm. a big fight. Part of it deals with a potential tornado, and and again the mom Monica I think is or Monica. I think the names are important too like Jacob Monica Anne and David mm-hmm. are, the, are everybody's name but then the grandma's name is uh, Sunja Sunja like, yeah like Korean she maintains Korean her name. Korean she made, name everybody else is kind of more assuming this American identity but anyway there's this tornado they live in a trailer and the husband even says like look. Like, we're going to have to leave soon because if a tornado hits here, we're gone. Like, this trailer is going to be whisked away. And that, obviously, you can tell, strikes anxiety and fear into the mom. Like, what have we just gotten ourselves into? And then it's sort of the storm passes. Or it's a tornado warning, not a, a watch. So he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Right? And that kind of erupts into this big, huge fight. Um following why are we here this isn't our dream this is your dream etc and then the next morning how is the fight resolved right that compromise of well your mother can come live with us then part of it like right part of it because in the morning the two kids are talking at the breakfast table which again i think most of us can can point to points in our life as children listening to whether adults fight or because adults, you know, married couples and adults argue. You have to argue if you hope Inevitably. to resolve conflicts, right? If you, I feel if you don't, not that one should argue all the time, but like right. if you never argue, you're ignoring. You're ignoring something. Any kind of anything that comes and children, out. as as I think all of us, you have this thing where you dapper, you listen to the arguments, they and listen. it raises questions, yes. right? And so they're they're talking in the morning about the two kids, like what's going to happen? Are we leaving? Are we moving? Is dad staying, mom leaving like that talk, right? And they, they even asked mom about it in the morning, and she says, well, dad and I talked. We're fine. It's fine. We're it's staying. It's fine. We're staying. But grandma Grandma's is coming. Because that was part of mom's, one of her wants and wishes. Is Not only does she worry about her son, she also worries about her, her mother. Mm-hmm. She hasn't seen her mother in ages, in years. And mom's getting older. And, and, and then family, as we said, family and Korean cultures and well, taking care of your elders is mm. uh, is a definite cultural. So I, I just thought it was thing. interesting that, not interesting, or it's just again that was another connection piece of. You, even though they didn't show the conversation and the discussion into the night, mm-hmm. you knew that was the appeasement. The you, we the, just saw the argument or the settlement of the yeah, argument. We just yeah. saw the argument, but we know that those arguments, if you're a couple that's trying to work it out. You have to make concessions. And and you talk into the night about it. And what's going to make this person happy and, you know, what they need to feel like they have family or to combat the loneliness or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and it's clearly something the father doesn't want, but he understands the need, the importance of it. Right, right. And so then, and that's also where this movie shifts a bit. And I don't want to say it's like the comedic part of it, but it, it exposes more so the struggles in the family even more with the grandmother appearing 
Because she is. She is. Not your typical grandma. Well, a typical American grandmother, as the youngest kid points out. She is just your Korean grandmother. Right, right. Who isn't assimilated into American culture. Right. Well, and she curses and she plays cards and she doesn't, she's kind of quirky. She's not, I mean, and that's, I have to say, not to be like nostalgic, but when uh, the scene where the grandma walks in the door. At the very beginning, when she first shows up? Yeah. And the mom is. I mean... Oh, the mom's emotional because she hasn't seen so her grandmother. Emotional. She hasn't seen her mother, we can assume, in at least five or six years. Yeah, because the son wasn't... She's never met the, the son, little boy. The youngest son has never seen her. That scene, I'm, like, crying during it because she is so, like... She has this huge need for an attachment to home. And it's not... I think I don't think it's just missing her mom. It's just, like, a piece of her that she has because... That's what you do, right? When you're unhappy or you're lonely, you're grasping onto your family and the people that you're familiar with and make you feel safe and comfortable. And her, like, her reaction to her mom walking in the door was great. I think that was, like, one of the best scenes in the movie. Really. Well, her, she was emotional, but the mother slash grandmother, uh, Sunja, was not emotional at all. No. She goes, oh, I see you get so sad upon seeing your mother or something. She says something to that regard. And again, again, not She kind of dismisses it like, right. oh, why are you getting so teary-eyed? Oh, you're so sad you haven't seen your mom in so long? And I, yeah, and again, I connected with that because my grandmother was so much like this grandmother. My grandmother cursed and had a drink every night and played cards and... And took us and did inappropriate things and um, was not like that. And that was, and it didn't matter. It didn't really matter. You know, like the wife, the mother never got mad at grandma for being that way. It didn't matter because that was what she knew as to be like home, you know. So it didn't matter that she wasn't saying the right thing to the kids or cussing in front of them really. It didn't well, really matter. The main one who had the problem with the grandmother, which also just did a nice job without really beating you over the head about it, was exposing two things. The generational gap and divide between the youngest kid, the child, the boy, and the grandmother, right? The generational divide. Mm -hmm. And then also the cultural divide. Mm -hmm. Because... He's in there eating, they're eating pasta and bananas and this sort of this Americanized food. And Which grandmother she's never is, has brought these traditional spices, tr spices and, and, and food and teas and drinks that, and the only one being vocal about it and commenting on it is the young boy. That is disgusting, it's gross. He's showing her Mountain Dew. Versus, you know, this like, what do they call it? The It's the water of the mountain. The water from the mountain that's good for you. Um, it's that, it's, I know he comments on her, like, she smells like Korea. She smells like Korea. <laughs> and it's like, this is just like, you don't even know what Korea smells like. No. Right? It's that exposure of, um, of just that they, they are both of similar culture, the same culture from two different worlds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And that, and that the mother even says something about American boys 
don't like to share, or, gra- or the, his grandmother, somebody says, American boys don't like to share, share bedrooms their room with, with, their grandma. with their grandmother. And the mom says, he's not an American boy, he's a Korean boy. Right. But he's not. Which was so wonderful because, um, you know, one of my jobs is to teach not Korean kids, but kids from China, mm-hmm. so Asian children. Yeah. And 90% of my kids that I teach online live with their gran- live their grandmother lives mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. grandmother or grandmother and grandfather and they all share a room with their grandmother mm-hmm. it is so normal and that's not it's not a stereotype that they put into the movie i feel like because i literally teach hundreds of kids and i can say like 90 to 95% of them and it's not a choice it's that's what you do you yeah. know and it, it is funny that they say, like, he's not American, he's Korean, but he's not. I mean, he is Korean, but he's both. No, he is know? both. And then that's, and that, and that's the, the struggle and all, because he even spends time with an American boy mm-hmm. and, and kind of gets the full kind of over-the-top American experience, right? You know, the boy puts a cowboy hat and mocks cowboys, and they dip together and, and things like that. Right. Um, but I think some dip, of that... Like, Chewing tobacco. Yeah, the, yeah, that's mean they put I some know. stuff under their lip and whatnot. <laughs> and, and that's a little over the top. But even then, and that's the closest you could point to to some like quote like derogatory, racist things put towards the, them as Koreans. But even that, I didn't interpret it as that as more of a a curiosity and unknown. Right? There's a comment about his face being flat, flat. and he says, "My face is not flat." There's a scene with the daughter, and this is at church. The, the, the daughter and a white young white girl her same age. She says, "Can I say some phrases and maybe I'll let me know when I say something that's she's in your language." She's saying like nonsense words. Nonsense words that we all say for things, but nothing is ever mean or derogatory. And that it's was one not. thing I loved about I really liked about this movie was the role of Will Patton, the like evangelical. Oh born again white um farmhand farmhand that just helped yeah he, he helped transport a trailer to to the family that they bought for the farm okay so the scene where he care the very poignant scene where he's carrying the cross down the well, road he does two things one he's super religious super evangelical he, he like talks served, in tongues he slightly. talks in tongues occasionally um, and it, but he served in the korean war mm-hmm and and he uses that as a point of connection, and he feels that the Lord put him there, put as him like here, a in, with way them, to in, in a, make up for well, it's whatever. Like this is a reason. Right. Like I've been to Korea. I help. We've connected. You know, whatever for a yeah. reason. Yeah. But but he's a bit over the top, but everything in him is just like sweet natured, and and it's amazing how I think the family just like brings him in and accepts him because. He is off the wall. Like a lot of people yeah, would he's ne- be. He's, ne- he's never judgmental I towards mean, them. Jacob is not, though. I mean, I'm no, saying the Korean family the, bringing the, the, him Yeah, in. the Korean just saying, but I'm saying yeah. Paul, the the character Will Patton. Paul, this evangelical religious guy, but he's even religious beyond religious people in in, right. in this town. Yeah. Like yeah, he every Sunday he does the Stations of the Cross. 
and walks. He the drags length of Jesus. an enormous cross down the road as like a self-sacrifice um, kind of. Yeah, they don't act. go into details, but I'm sure it's the same amount of steps that Jesus took on his way to the crucifixion. So that was part of the autobiographical thing oh, that okay. um, Chung, the director, Lee Isaac Chung, when he. Um, lived in Arkansas when he was a child. There was a man who it was very like he wrote down all these vivid images that mm-hmm. he had as a child and there was a man that drugged this huge cross down the road, which I thought was really interesting. And it's so it's such a like visual And, and this character is even he's mocked the only people who mock and ridicule him are the other the, are the locals of the area. Right. Right. The people that are from Arkansas. The children, especially, like teenagers. And they invite them in their home. The Korean family mm-hmm. invites them in their home. And, you know, it's. I think it's very touching how they treat him. Like I said, I, I feel it would have been the easy route to say this movie of, like, oh, Korean family, oh, American, American religious nut, right? Right. And kind of passing judgment on, on these folks. And, or, or their conflict for him trying to convert them over to... But again, he's not even... A, from what I gathered, he's not even a member of the local church. No. Like, the he Korean family, they try to go to the church because there is no Korean church in the area, despite the mom's mm-hmm. hopes. There's just the local, some sort of Baptist-type church. Which, again, there's no negative experience there. You think it is going to be the negative experience, like, oh, please stand, you're new here, the right. preacher. He just says, you look beautiful. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I thought they are going to point them out in some way as being Korean, but they, they didn't. Um, but it's because, just because, again, this isn't, because that's, I think, that's, that's to me, that's not the point of this movie. It's, it's not. not no. This point of this movie is this family itself finding its own identity, but then each member of the family finding mm. its own identity within the family, right? Yeah. And understanding that they are defined by the people they live with, right? Mm-hmm. That we all spend so often seek for our own identity and break, even in, in our own lives, right? We break free and we feel like, you know, people always say it, right? I feel like I'm losing myself. I feel like I'm losing me, right? My identity mm-hmm. with, in, within a marriage, within mm-hmm. moving to a new city, within a job or anything, And, I, and really. I felt the point of this movie was, yes, they need to find their own identities, but their identities are defined by the people in their family. Right. Like, by part of all of them, the grandmother, she is the extreme reminder of we are Korean at heart. Mm-hmm. And this is who we are. But then at the same time, the husband, we need to learn how to function and live in this world. Mm-hmm. And we need to kind of break our own path. Right. right. But then even the son of, I'm this kid who's defined by my heart murmur and I can't do anything. I can't run. I can't. But by the close of the movie, he learns that he can also push beyond those limitations. And as he pushes those, he actually gets better. He mm-hmm. heals. Yeah. And so as he becomes him, his own self, and same thing for the mother, when she truly confronts her husband about this is, this is how I feel, she's, she understands that she is part of this unit, but at the same time, she has to make herself establish herself in it and that the husband his stubbornness he has to be open to those around him right and i think it takes all the events near the end of the movie to open his eyes of what's truly important to him and the farm is important but then i think the wife learns how important the farm is too you know i mean it's it's all very 
We're not going to talk about the ending, but... I mean, I have to say this. All of this... This movie has this oh, ongoing... ending. This movie has this ongoing slow build towards everything kind of crumbling and falling. Mm-hmm. Like, the mother even mentions, we're good when things are good. Right? She's but like... we can't handle... But what happens... We can't handle bad. things when things start falling apart. We can't handle And it. aren't so many people like that? Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie... This movie leads to every single thing falling apart. Yeah, because... And can the family either come overcome it and come together for it or will the family fall apart with it or that's the test of a good marriage mm-hmm. that's a test of a truly good marriage not an outwardly good marriage right you can be it's easy to be good in your marriage when things are happy and fun but it's difficult to be good when things yeah. are not happy so I think without giving too much of the ending the movie just moves towards all that like yes. you can see every little thing one by one getting worse Mm -hmm. and I mean eventually they're living in a trailer with no water right because of his sort of stubborn the husband's stubborn ways because he wanted to save 250 bucks and again they don't have a ton of money so 250 dollars is a lot of money a lot of money yeah they're at a realizes they're at a point where they have no water and now he's like using all their water bill towards watering his garden Mm -hmm. not yeah not brushing their teeth and bathing they're getting water from the river. Um, He's so focused on his goal of accomplishing I, it. So before we, we've been going for a while. I think it's evident that we both kind of like this movie. I love it. I loved it. <laughs> um, I think there's I two it. other things that are a couple other things worth pointing out before we move on. Um, one, I'm not going to go too much into it. But I did I mentioned this right before we started recording. I did enjoy the sort of ongoing motif of urine and pee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did, too. Oh, my gosh. But I mean, the kid wetting the bed uh, and then beyond that and hiding the underwear. But Well, but, I but mean, not to go into children, but yeah. one of our children does that. Did Has yeah. done that. It's done it. Well, but, don't all kids do that at but some point? But they do it. But it's beyond that. It's, yeah. it's, it's ongoing. I think that's just an interesting one. There I is think, a urine motif. I think one it. could digest it's it. hilarious. And, and the little boy is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. He is so good, I I think, like as a character. Yeah, him and his, his acting. Him and his, his cowboy si- boots. And, and I mean, his sister, the sister is really good, too. But the sister's role, really, unfortunately, she's really kind of overshadowed. She's him. overshadowed. In a movie that I think every person's role is phenomenal um the father jacob he who's, who's also the actor's also from walking dead like he's phenomenal the korean actress who plays the wife she's phenomenal the grandmother is phenomenal the, the kid is the phenomenal Will Patton, as we mentioned, is phenomenal. Like every performance Everybody is on point. Everybody is good, and she, she, her performance is good. But, but the point of view is really from the little boy, right? Of the movie. Well, or that's no? why I like it. It's is just, it? it's just it point of view. This isn't a movie about the father or the grandmother or everybody. This is a, a movie about the family. But I think if anybody you could point to, the one, I guess you know, who is your like, every man, every viewer, like who is your like. The son, the little boy, is your is the person who I guess I would say uh, for an American viewer is the closest mm-hmm. who's living in all worlds. But I could see people who've had the immigrant experience maybe attaching more to the husband and wife 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that. Definitely. Um, so that was one point that you're. But then I think the other piece to kind of maybe close on is this whole idea of Minari. And Minari. And I, I even asked you in the middle of the movie, like, what kind of, what, what kind of seeds is that? What, you know, she plants the well, Minari the grandmother seeds. Brings, the grandmother brings Minari brings seeds. Brings Minari seeds, which is just a, a. It's like a green. It's it, like a herb or green. A leafy green herb. That grows naturally, mm-hmm. that doesn't need much care to grow, mm-hmm. and it's somewhat of an evasive species in the fact that it can assimilate and assimilate. grow all over the place, and it has Which uses. Yeah, it has uses for all types of things. Right. You cook with it in Korean culture. You cook with it, as I explained in the movie. You cook with it. It has medicinal purposes. Um, she brings it, and she goes way out by where she finds water, and she plants the seeds, and it. Um, I think I was a little confused in it because they don't really go back to it right away until the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, over time, you see that it's growing. It's growing. And the father so, even, she even says to the father, like, I brought some Minari seeds. We should plant them. And he's like, I'll think about it. Eh, right. I'll think about it. And she's like, I'll just, I'm just going to go do it. And she does. But it's not till more the end of the movie that you see how it's sort of flourished in this it environment. And I, so I did a little research yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Minari because I wasn't 100% clear. Like I got the whole thing, but I read that, and it made sense after I just like read about it a little bit. So it's a Korean crop that fares better in its second season after it has already died and returned. Mm, okay. So that to me was like, it was a metaphor, like you said, of assimilation and all that. But, but it's also, also as, as, as I keep like saying, this is, their, this is their fresh start. This is their yeah. second chance. Because they went to California first, and now they're at Arkansas. Specifically for the movie, that. But also, like, a parallel to, like, immigrant parents sowing the seeds for their, their children, children mm-hmm. in America. So that when their children come, so life is difficult for them. But so... Life can be easier for their children. I can see that for sure. So that's kind of the metaphor of it, which I thought was a beautiful metaphor. It wasn't as easy for me to catch on during the movie um, to the metaphor of the Minari. I don't know why, but so I did have to do a little research. Because you're sitting there and you're like, why is this movie called Minari? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't 100% sure because there's so much other stuff that's going on. I knew, you know, when she planted the Minari, I knew. There was, you know, huge symbolism there, but I didn't completely understand it, I guess. And, that, and, I, think, and that, I think that's a good place to... And that's the role of the grandmother, too. She brings that wisdom of, of experience, right? Because she's the one who is who understands that. She comes off as sort of aloof and rough. Or just kind of, yeah, just kind of like not as nurturing, not as, you know, but she's... But she does she's play very the role. Wise she's the one the... who plays the, the the yeah. She brings that to the movie. Um, she has like a lot of key lines. You know, there's a scene with the snake and the boys throwing rocks at the snake, trying to get it to go away. And she's like, "No, leave it be." Things are more dangerous when they're hidden and unseen. She says, "Like they're more. We want like we want to see the snake." And then you know, again, another metaphor of just. If we ignore the things and hide the things that are the problems in our life, 
And then the ending, which we won't go into, yeah. is a huge metaphor of the Minari. Like yeah. the, you know. And again, yeah. I think the, the that's what I said. And once the, you put it all together, with, you're with like, the, whoa. Yeah. When the grandma like, shows wow, up, that's, that's sort of the catalyst that... Really pushes the movie on. That pushes the movie forward, pushes the family towards the things they need to deal with. Um, yes. And they're not speaking about the things that they're, quote, hiding you right. know, and ignoring. Um, and she exposes them like the snake, like she exposes them out in the open for all mm -hmm. of them. Right. Whether it's the things she does or even the things, things that happens that to her mm -hmm. as well. Um, so I think we're getting close to our our ending time. Our, our uh, what yes. was this called? The giant... Giant space, space lasers. Lasers? Right, Hidden Springs are, is wrapping up. I'm at the end of my giant space laser. No, I think we said we were going to cheer our glasses oh, yeah, toast we were. before, but Cheers. this time we did it after again. Cheers. Uh, like we did a flower crown. But I, I think I think it's probably safe to say, would you recommend this movie to individuals? Absolutely. I loved it. So right I now, did. I loved it. I really liked it. And I think my discussion has made me, not only our discussion, but thinking about it a day later. Well, yeah, I think it, like it, it more. I'll be honest with you. When it ended, I loved, there were so many things I was so like, so many thoughts I had. Yeah. But when it ended, I was like, what? Oh, of course, I act like that during many things that end. Yeah. Well, you gave me that look. But like, I was like, That's what? Over? It just That's ended it? like that? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't love the ending. Which I did. But we like. I we did liked not. It. We you like, like. You like endings. I that, like things to be explained. That resolve it and say, here it is. He likes, you know, more. Well, I like it to say, to leave it open for you to fill in some holes. Yeah, I didn't love the ending, but the more I think about the symbolism and the more I think about But the, the ending title shows you everything the, you need to know. That's true. It does. It does. But in the moment, mm -hmm. I felt but do you that's know, it. But they don't tell you. You I don't know more. if things are going to be okay or not okay. You don't know. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. you, you definitely don't know. But, For um, sure. But no, I definitely recommend it as well. I recommend it. Like I said, as I was watching it, I really liked it. It wasn't one of those movies that, as I'm watching it, it, it didn't, you're not sitting there going, oh, yeah, this right. is an Oscar contender. No. This is best picture. But once you put it all together in your mind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you feel like, okay. Because, again, not that we only this watch. This is a really well thought out not movie. that we only watch, like, foreign type films. And real. This, well this is majority in, majority in Korean, but, it's but there's, in English a, there's too. a lot of English in it. It's, it's, it's an English film. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. Korean subtitles. But you're watching it and you're like, this is really good. It's, it's emotional. It's, it's. But it's it, funny too. It's funny. It's enjoyable. But as I've sat with it, I've definitely come to appreciate it. More and more. I, I really liked it at the end. But now and I, I like, didn't love the ending, but I but loved now I the really movie. Like it. I really like it. And it's going to be In interesting general. as we get to the end here of what we think. I think I think that's what we'll have to do for our next, whatever we talk about next, which I hope which will probably be either Nomadland or Mank or right. a couple of the ones we're trying to watch before nobody. this. That's not a well, Oscar. Nobody's not an Oscar oh, okay, never mind. No, no. Um, but right now, I don't know if I've seen, out of what we've seen, 
Well, I think on our next episode, we need to, de- to kind of declare what we think gets best picture. Oh, Or our okay. own personal best picture. Even Do you though- know what I think? I, honestly, and I, I haven't said this yet. Actually, I know what best picture is. I don't know if the movie... Uh, um, I'll be honest right now. I don't know if there's... I haven't seen a movie better than Sound of Metal yet. I but love I Sound of Metal. This, the, the, but but again, how relevant is Minari right now in today's social... Change. That was my last question, and then we got to end here. Like social change, okay? Here's Asian my... Americans being discriminated against right now because of COVID and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Um, women, like this, re- is really like yeah. complex. Two complex women characters, which the world needs and wants, especially Asian complex women characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my God, Arkansas! I know all the stuff. No, I agree Not with you. Not to get political, no, I could but see, I, could, I could see Minari taking this. I, 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 think, I think Sound of Metal... It's just very relevant. I think Sound of Metal is I'm the saying. long shot, though that is still my personal favorite. I out love of everything we've seen. Sound of Metal. For what I'm feeling is it's going to be either Minari versus uh, Nomadland, which we'll probably watch. We'll probably watch next, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am... I. I think I love Sound of Metal better than Minari as well. Yes, but I do too. But because of the such like social relevance of That's Minari, I, mean, yeah. I feel like that is like said, what a, should a, win. If I'm a betting man, I go Minari or No Man Land. Yeah. If I go from my heart, the one that just really spoke to me, I've been a movie hasn't moved me, and we're, we'll never do a Sound of Metal episode probably because we saw that a while ago. We saw it. All, it but, wouldn't be the night but before. Sound of Metal. <laughs> Unless we watch it again. <laughs> Let's rewatch it. But Sound of Metal. I would watch. I would rewatch the Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal's been my, one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. It was um, good. And we don't always agree that we don't always like the same movies. No. That's for sure. Well, listen, we're we're running long now, but but you think I only like more of a kind of genre over the top over the top or gory gory thing and I'm not a fan of but gory. I have a strong appreciation for films like Purple Noon and Minari and things of such yeah so so we're two for two right now as far as liking the movies no, but, no um, it's been a good pick um yeah yeah. All right. So I guess that's it. We're at, we're at our mark there. We're at our mark. We're we at, we're, go. Our glasses are empty. We got to go. We need another beer. <laughs> are they going to get another round or go, go find some, some pizza. food? And go watch some of the food. But this has been the night before. And um, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>